and welcome to the Capable Body Podcast, bridging the gap between healthcare providers and real people with real stories. This is your host, Matt Viegas. Joining us in today's episode is Andrew Tran. Andrew, can you please quickly introduce yourself to the listeners? All right. So, well, first of all, thank you for uh, having me on, Matt, man. Um, you know, how long have we known each other now? Yeah, since uh, CSM 2017. Yeah, so about a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, we definitely, you know, before we got on, just talking about all, uh, all the stories of where we've gone since we've known each other. And it's also seen you grow and, you know, very uh, honored to be on your podcast. But I guess a little bit about me. Um, I'm a little bit over, about to, about the two-year mark now of being a, I guess, a newish grad. I don't know how long it takes for you to be out before you stop calling yourself a new grad. But about two years out of being a physical therapist, um, I've done stuff from contract work, working in SNFs, to doing a little bit of travel work, to coming back working in an outpatient orthopedic clinic that was transitioning out of network when I was working there. And now um, I'm just working in PRN at the same sniff that I originally started off with when I was contracted out uh, when I first graduated and have just spent the last six months, you know, kind of creating memes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, great introduction. And so first and foremost, what was your origin story for getting into the field of physical therapy, and then what was sort of the foundation for physio me? Oh, man. So for me, I didn't, I didn't have, like, me getting into physical therapy itself. Like, I didn't really have, like, uh, I would say, like, a really cool story or, like, heartwarming story about it. Like, I really wanted to be a in the healthcare field. You know, I know I did not want to be a physician. And I just love, you know, sports. Um, I did like the muscle skeletal system. I was just like talking to my cousin at the time. I was like, what the heck do I do? So basically after me telling her all that, she was like, what about physical therapy? I was like, ah, sure. So I picked the major and I was like, all right. Shadowed quite a few different settings when I was in undergrad for physical therapy. And I enjoyed it. Actually, really wanted to do peds after doing all that, which was, you know, really touched, like, touched me and, and everything and you know th- things changed and once I got into PT school studying PEDS I was like heck no I am not doing doing that and like it was just it takes a special person to do PEDS and it was just not me and like very very much respect that like the people that can actually do that so that's kind of how I you know came into PT school and uh, to be a physical therapist and even when I had graduated, I was like, ah, I don't, I don't even know which direction I really want to go. And I was really big into like, you know, like the sports, average ortho realm, and actually doing neuro, which is kind of odd, I guess, because I guess PEDS is a lot of neuro, but I guess I wanted to work more with the adult population, but actually applied to, I don't know, like 10, 12 different jobs doing inpatient rehab. And, did not get an interview with any of them, which I guess worked out for the best where I'm at right now. And, you know, just, so that's kind of my journey with that. And I guess with me doing memes, 
uh, a little bit after I graduated. Uh, I think that was when memes, I graduated 2016, that was when memes were just still, you know, like kind of being popular and basically I was like, all right, well, I just graduated, I'm on this hype, you know, like decided to be a physical therapist. I was like, let's find some dope ass like physical therapy memes. And like there wasn't any out there, like this wasn't a page that was out there. You know, you just see some like randomly here and there, people make their own stuff. And I was just like, I just want a place where I can just, just scroll through when I'm like bored one day and just like find some funny shit and um, wasn't out there. So I kind of was like, all right, well, let me just find all those memes that I had before, start reposting them and just kind of make it some of my own on the way. And I don't know, then it's grown to what it is right now. And you know, not expecting it to go this route at all. Nice. And so I guess, could you explain a little bit to people who aren't as familiar with physical therapy, sort of what it is, your, your comedic humor, what it is that you're poking fun at, and sort of your inspirations of that? Yeah, so, so those are like, you know, a lot of it is, of course, a lot of just jokes and stuff with the physical therapy, and um, a lot of it was just stuff that we can relate to as physical therapists. Because it's like so many times, like, I, when I just moved up, I was living with like three other guys. None of them were physical therapists at all. And I was like, just making all these jokes all the time. And I was like, they have no clue what the hell I'm talking about. And then, you know, so I was like, well, I just, when I leave work, you know, like, I'm not around physical therapists. So I was like, well, I need to find like a way to kind of share my PT jokes, the stuff that happens to me at work. So just basically that's kind of where, where it goes, you know, stuff that happens to you at work, what you feel like, uh, what you experience when you're in physical therapy school, and, you know, you're just finding a picture or a gift that kind of relates with that, and uh, just kind of just trying to share humor through that way, because I feel like we just see so many, you know, things, just like research and all that stuff, and like, I mean, that's, that's all great for me, that's just not my thing that I, like, I'm really good at. Um, my brain, I think, just thinks in memes <laughs> all the time, so... So yeah, <laughs> nice. nice. We'll definitely have to make a meme for this, uh, this special episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll create one. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, speaking to your your new grad experiences, what are some of the things that you've learned initially coming out of school, especially doing things like travel PT? Um, Yeah. Okay. Uh, say the question. So, like, coming out of school, uh, what have you sort of learned now being in practice yeah. in the field as a PT, especially doing travel and, yeah. and some of the real world aspects? Yeah. So, I guess, like, you know, after being, after graduating and being a physical therapist now, I think. When we, we we take things for granted a lot. So when I was a travel PT, I was out in like middle of nowhere, Tennessee. Dyer, Tennessee was where I was practicing. Um, and I was in a skilled nursing facility there. So like a small, small town. People in Tennessee don't even know it. Cause it's, and just like the limited resources and everything. And seeing people in the middle of nowhere who have not as much resources and their conditions of their health was, you know, 
working with that setting, definitely you come home every day and you're very grateful for like what you have in life because it's like the education out in like rural towns, you know, people's neighbors are like half a mile away. Because <laughs> like, yeah, like my, my neighbor like lives two houses down, about a mile down. I'm like, two houses down is a mile down? I was like, what? So it's just like, just, you know, not being out there, having good access to just like things like, just like the nutrition, just the education, just the accessibility, just to everything in life. And then just seeing when they get to a lot, you know, when they get to this, you know, the, that older population and just seeing all the different comorbidities and everything through there. It's like stuff that we take for granted every single day of just like, we can just get up and just go to the bathroom when we want. And it's just like, working that population was very like touching and I don't know, like making you very appreciative of your life. One, like that we are, not that we take care of ourselves, but like that we know I guess how to take care of ourselves. People just don't have the education. Like, well, I didn't know like me eating like this and me not working out or me not, you know, doing whatever, like what's gonna affect me down the road, you know, 40, 50 years. And I've, you know, we are very fortunate in that aspect of like, we're around people, you know, who are very well educated in a doctorate program who gets to go to college, um, who have those opportunities. And we just expect everyone else to, to know that, you know? So then it's just like, well, if they were never put in a situation where they made it easier for them to like learn any of that stuff, to know any of that stuff, it's like, what do you mean? Like, I just can't eat a donut for breakfast um, while my body's trying to heal. And like, you know, they know like cigarettes are bad, but they don't know how, like, what, what that actually means. It's like, just because of lung cancer, but it's like, you know, blame the healing process and stuff. And like, because um, they, they really just think that they just don't know. And we are, we are very fortunate um, as physical therapists. Yeah, definitely. And I, I guess um, for people who don't know what a skilled nursing facility is, it's basically like a place that people go to when they're not safe to go straight to home out of the hospital. And that way the nursing staff is able to take care of the medications. And as far as physical therapy, occupational therapy, these rehab disciplines are able to help those patients get better with, with their therapy health needs to be safe to go home. So I, I guess in terms of that setting or what got you into uh, neuro overall, what are, what are some stories that you'd like to share with that, Andrew? Um, I guess this is probably going back to the one story that will always, I will always remember. For And I was a PT student at the time when I was in neuro, so it was a patient. He had incomplete spinal cord injury, and I, mean, I guess it's not, like, I mean, it was bad spinal cord injury, but like, I guess it's not good spinal cord injuries. Um, but he was working with me and another occupational therapist, and, you know, we were trying to get him to walk, and I think we were just working on him to standing, you know, and that just took a lot of effort for two people just to get him to stand, you know, like spinal cord is like, I actually can't remember how this gentleman had, had got a spinal cord injury, but like, you know, you just get in a car accident, like you don't plan to have car accidents, and all of a sudden you just can't walk the next day. And 
the one of the stories that hit, hit me the most was like when we were trying to stand and he was like super happy and everything. Like afterwards, like we were just in there resting, you know, because it takes a lot of energy for him to get up. And then he just asked, he was like, hey, like, I guess we're just, the OT was just talking about working out and, you know, we're just joking, we're having fun and all this stuff. And he was like, well, you know, when you work out later, like, do you normally run? She was like, yeah, you know, I, I run, you know, blah, blah. So like, she was like, can you, can you run for me today? And like, when he had said that, like, he just chills through my whole back. And honestly, like, you know, we're just trying to get him, like, we just take, again, what I was talking about before, just being, taking things for granted. And he was like, he just wants to, like, you know, we're just practicing and standing up. And he was like, oh, you're able to run. Like, he's basically asking us to run and not work out for him. So anytime that I'm running, I don't run a lot. And I struggle, like, really, like, you know, getting tired and getting winded when I probably shouldn't be. You know, I, I, I think about that almost every single time when I'm, like, about to give up or, like, uh, trying to stop, like, a mile or half a mile sooner than I really should. I'm like, okay, like, and I think about that patient all the time. And that's probably, like, the one thing that will always stick with me, that patient story. Yeah, definitely. I bet just to sort of crack a joke, the funniest thing <laughs> is how, like, you're talking about these things you don't like, and you're talking to someone who likes peas, who enjoys running, and it's like... <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm like... <laughs> it's all I like working with adults, I like doing CrossFit, and CrossFitters don't like to run. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I guess as far as um, CrossFit, what are some things that people should know? And, and if you want to talk about anything, especially like Rehab to Rx, whatever you want to talk about, you're yeah. more than welcome to share. Yeah, I mean, with, with this CrossFit in general, like, you know, I was, when I first graduated, like, I honestly was hearing about CrossFit and stuff, and I was just bored my workouts, and... Uh, people were just talking about what the heck, what the heck this thing is, and I'm just like, you know what? I was like, I'll just go check it out. Like I'm kind of in the same routine while my workout. I'll just check it out, and I basically fell in love with it when I first started. Um, just you know, having varying different workouts, training a lot of different types of movements with, from weightlifting to you know, powerlifting, Olympic lifting to gymnastics to running a little bit. <laughs> People always joke with CrossFit, like, well, what do you do for cardio? It's like, what do you do for, uh, for strength training? It's like, we lift weights. What do you do for cardio? We lift weights faster. <laughs> More. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, like, no, ma no matter what it is, like, with CrossFit or if it's just running or doing triathlons or just Zumba or whatever it is, you know, like, as long as you're like, getting, like, doing exercise and fit, like, anything you do is better than doing nothing. So, like, you know, I like... CrossFit, and you know, I like try to get people to come to the gym with me. But if you're doing something else, like that's, I mean, that's totally fine as well. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And really quick, like, what was sort of your your lifestyle when you were doing travel, and what were some of the things that were on your mind when you were going into it and doing it? Because obviously, when you're coming out of school and you're a new grad, you don't feel like you've necessarily learned everything. It could be difficult. I guess what were some of the things that you face in terms of making that decision and then actually actually living it out. Man, when you're when you're a new grad physical therapist, like, um, I guess I don't know who said it today. Um, I think it was Kosi that said it. Like, they train your like they train your PT school just enough to know how to kill somebody. <laughs> um, so basically, like they teach you just enough not to hurt anybody at all and. 
that's kind of where I was at with everything. So like, you learn a shit ton when you're in school, but like when I'm out there as a new guy, man, I don't see now. This is certain times I'm just like, I have no clue what I'm doing. I have no clue what this is. But I mean, just like looking back at that, like it's, I, especially traveling with like being in a rural town. Like I was had to open my mouth up a lot, you know. Like I was with other therapists and um, and other. There's like one other therapist that there was an occupational therapist, and then I mean, luckily, you know, we're so well connected with everything. I can just text somebody, hey, I have this patient. I'm like, what the heck? What the heck do I do? Just trying to get a consult that way. Um, but yeah, just like, the struggles with just making sure you just ask as much as you can when you don't know something, which is kind of funny. Like, I mean, I feel like we all do that, right? As like clinicians. Like, hey, when you don't know something, like ask someone. But then in school, it's like almost like the complete opposite. Like, you don't know something, like you're screwed, you failed. But in the real world, it's like actually like you don't know something, you can actually cheat if you want to quote unquote say that. But yeah, I understand. Like, I understand with school, you should know your stuff and everything. But like, it's okay if you don't know anything, you know. Like, not know, don't know anything, but you don't know like the problem at hand. Because I, I didn't give him a point. Like, you don't need to know. Cause I know you're about to graduate too, man. Like, you don't need to know. Everything at at that point in time, you know. Again, they train you just enough, just not to hurt somebody or not, I guess, to know some, not know enough to kill somebody. But, um, but yeah, like just being not not being uncomfortable with asking questions. Yeah, definitely. And so I guess going into that, like working with an OT, how is it out in the real world with like interdisciplinary care and trying to communicate with other licensed clinicians? Um, I freaking love it. I mean, I, I, I definitely think that's the best interest for the patient. There's, like, I can spend hours and hours on a patient. Like, I can't do everything, you know, to a patient. Everyone has their own skill set. And I think it's very underrated and undervalued. Or like, I feel like even though, like, a lot of hospitals and a lot of, you know, healthcare realms, whatever you want to call it, are doing a lot better with trying to get the interdisciplinary action, but I always think there can definitely be more of working together because like my OT was like my right hand my right hand woman, like she helped me out like so much with everything. I was like, hey, I did all this today, but I was like, she still needs to do this patient still needs to do XYZ. Can you help out with that? She's like, Yeah of course. And then we do the same thing with like, you know, the nurses, the, the doctors, who any respiratory therapists and it's just like we all like staying on the same page. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like, especially in that setting, in like the hospital, there's no like, your occupational therapist is like your best friend. Mm -hmm. It helps you out with everything. That's awesome. And I guess what's one thing uh, you want to share as far as one thing that you found very challenging throughout your, your experiences, whatever you want to share could even not be related to PD. And then one uh, highlight success story you want to share. Oh man, good question. Um, I think just like the biggest challenging, like especially with everything with the last week or so, there's some stuff that we, I've learned, um, you know, here at this conference with you. Like, I think a lot of times the biggest challenge is like we have 
so many things that we want to do just in life whether people i know there's a lot of mark, like a lot of marketing and business and stuff talk about this conference and a lot of entrepreneurs have so many different ideas for their businesses we have different ideas for life and for me with having so many different ideas of what i wanted to be as a physical therapist and a lot of it's like with analysis uh my uh, process by analysis, like we just want to do so many different things that we don't do, that we don't do anything at all. You know, whatever it is in life, like just kind of reflect, that's the biggest thing I think I've taken away from this week is just finding that one thing. Like I know so many things that we want to do, but what is the very next step you need to do? It just, just do something, you know, because if you don't, then you're going to be stuck the next day, then the next week, and the next month, and it's like, oh crap, I'm meant to do something about one of those 10 ideas that I had. Just take whatever is the most important thing to you and do that next. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's just a big struggle for, any, for anyone in life. Um, and that having to overcome that like daily with everything. Yeah, you know? definitely. And so I really wanted to ask this question after seeing this uh, meme. Could you imagine what it would have been like to do our uh, our capstone, our terminal project, if the internet did not exist? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I man, someone the one from like last week. Yeah, yeah, man. I I cannot imagine. I, we we very take things for granted because I was like, because we spend what hours and hours and hours and hours of all this research to read, to take actually like, to actually cite two articles and one sentence out of each one of those. And we have the internet to flip through all this stuff. I was like, I'm about to do this stuff on paper, man. I was like, it just hit me one day. I was like, this is a lot of work just on the internet, just like scrolling through. We got high speed internet. Like even people with the dial up back then, like, you know, like I don't know how the heck they did that. But uh, just again, very appreciative of where we're at with life and everything. I was like, man. Respect more so for people who did research back then. Because I was like, I would not have. Well, I guess even now I don't do research, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah this, this is good stuff. And so, uh, I guess, what is your what is your favorite meme? Favorite <laughs> meme? I feel one. like this is like everyone's favorite question for me. Um, so I don't. I have, a, I have a couple of them, but one that. I guess come, comes to mind. I feel like this, this might be the most popular one, at least as of right now, this recording. So there's um, an interview. So I took I took a clip from this interview that this reporter did with like a four year old kid, and I think it was about school. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but he basically she asked him a question. I came up with the question was he says yes, and she's like really, and then he's like smiling, smiling, and all of a sudden he starts frowning and he starts crying. Um, so basically, I was like, instantly thought, I was like, do you enjoy PT school? And everyone was like, yeah, I love PT school. Like, I love being a physical therapist. It's awesome. And then, like, you really think about it, and you really think about it, and it hits a nerve, and you start crying, because all the stress builds up with, uh, from school and all the studying. You have to do all the exams and practicals. And I was just like, I feel like that's all of us right now. And I think that's part of why it's the most popular one. Um, it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, and it's just so true because we do, we do enjoy it. It's like really, and it just hits that nerve, and um, it just all just kind of builds up. Like, <laughs> yeah. So that might be one of my favorite ones. Definitely. And so uh, another question is, um, what's been like your favorite CEU course 
so far now that you've been out in the field and you you, you actually get credit now with your license? Uh, an actual CU course that I actually get credit for? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this event that we're at, we don't get CU courses, but this is also an awesome course at SSPT Live. But if, I'll, if I go, I'll, I'll go the CU route when you actually get credit for. Um, it's the Institute of Clinical Excellence. They have done a really good job with presenting out just information in general, making it very applicable with, with, with stuff that we can actually do, you know, like what they always say, like Monday morning or like continuing to do to implement stuff with their practice. And I went um, beginning of April of this year, so like maybe a couple months ago, to their, so I haven't taken one of their courses, but I know I hear a lot about it. Um, I haven't taken an in-person course, I should say. And I went to this, so they have a sampler every single year of having I think like eight different faculty members present just a couple hours each time for the, uh, for the two days. And just seeing that, and then also with that company, Jeff Moore has done awesome job of creating a community within just the faculties. Because I've been to other courses where it's like, okay, you learned this, all right, this is your, now you're certified, and I hear your, your credits, um, see you later. Right. But then afterwards, like, they work out together, they, um, you know, afterwards, we all went to the faculty's place, and we all grilled out, and we all had, like, caught up, we were always singing old school jams and stuff. So, so, so that was cool as well, of, you know, them with ICE, and I really respect what Jeff has done to create that community, um, because I feel like that's what we need a lot more with our profession. Community, it's definitely. Community. Yeah, definitely a good aspect, especially yeah. talking here live at SSPT Live 2018. Yeah. want to give a quick shout-out. Congratulations to Dr. R.J. Williams, who taught me about the vestibular system and is one of the new ICE faculty there and who uh, I know missed me during the ice sampler, and I wish I could have been out there in Las Vegas, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but all right. So, uh, Andrew, where can people find you if they feel like they clicked with you, especially if they're uh, interested in seeing all these different memes? <laughs> uh, for the memes, uh, you can just check out. So the original Physio memes handle was actually taken and they posted like a few different posts on there and never did anything with this. I feel like I should probably just ask them if I can just have that handle now. <laughs> but on Instagram is at physio underscore memes. Um, and on Facebook, they don't allow you to do underscores. So sorry guys, I know this all should be consistent. On Facebook, it's uh, physio x memes because for some reason if you do underscore, it doesn't count as a space or anything. Um, but yeah, and if you guys want to like reach out to me pers um, personally about anything, you can hit me, uh, just email me at Andrew Tran, A-N-D-R-E-W-T-R-A-N-V, as in Victor, even though my, name, my middle name is Victor, at gmail.com. All right, perfect. Thanks so much, Andrew, for hopping on the podcast. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have not already done so, please join the Capable Body Community Facebook group for more behind-the-scenes footage. Adios.